0: to NURFM. We're talking travel, Barry Warwick, joining me, Jane Klein. And Barry, aren't there lots of times when you go travelling, especially to a place like Europe, that you feel you'd really like to have the kids in your life or the grandkids in your life along with you and share things with them?
1: Yes, Jane, there is definitely a market there for people that want to go and travel uh, not only with their children and grandchildren or the whole three generations together. But coach touring really hasn't been uh, a good way of doing that. Oh, kids
0: love to run around, don't they?
1: Kids love to run around. Um, and it's nice to be there and share those moments with your family. You know, say in Venice, you know, going through the canals in Venice or um, going through the countryside, the Rhine countryside, and sharing those moments, the delight of the children when they see the castle on the hill or...
0: And hear the stories vineyards, associated The with
1: stories, uh, the Crusaders, the, you know, the whole lot of that. And up until now, it's been very difficult. People have had to, uh, you know, either hire their own car or uh, take tra- train travel, and that isn't com- always convenient. But now there is a way that you can actually do that, and that's uh, a river cruise. This year, uh, there, a company has launched specific kid-friendly departures for their, their cruises so that um, you, are, you can sit on board, watch the countryside go by. You go out, explore the town, and there's the family, the grandparents, the parents, and the children, all looking at these lovely little european towns and look one of them uh is scheduled for the christmas markets now can you imagine the delight of just sitting there sitting back as a grandparent and watching your grandkids uh the delight on their faces when they see the christmas markets in europe i think it's an absolute divine way of, of Sharing the experience uh, without all the hassles of those other things, you know, having to make your own way. Here it is, all laid out before you. Um, you're only unpacking once and you're enjoying even at mealtimes. You, the family's there together, all sitting around. Um, you know what your costs are up front. So, I think it has a number of advantages. Um, to let's, do.
0: let's think about venice so um, venice is known of course for its art and maybe the kids might not be so excited but then it's also known for its waterways and it's it's vaporettos well, and things well the boats that, that roar around the kids would love that wouldn't I'm they
1: i'm sure that they would and you know going just being serenaded as you float down one of the canals wouldn't that be just magic with the kids and look just the square, you know,
0: Saint Marks,
1: yeah. Mark's Square being packed with people. I think it's a, you know, a great way to uh, for the family to spend time together and you know generally get around. Um, or even Paris. Paris is a lovely city, and yes, it's got its museums, but it's also got lots of things that will interest kids, and you can imagine just doing um, you know, a, a short cruise along the Seine, uh, past Notre Dame, past all these famous things in history. I think that it's a magnificent way of actually spending time as and, a family together.
0: And introducing the kids to some of the things we love about Europe.
1: That's right. And they get appreciation of the history and, you know, the buildings. and uh, And you can take kids from as young as you know, three, right up to 12 years old. So there's a varied array of uh, interests there, and all of these cities have the ability to keep the, the children entertained. And once you're getting out into the countryside, the small villages, I think that seeing how people live and, you know, checking out the agriculture and seeing castles It's a wonderful way of just experiencing Europe.
0: To NURFM's Talking Travel, we do it for our sponsor, Travel World on King. And Barry Warwick, travelling actually can be in some ways fairly stressful, especially if you're in a plane. I did say we were going to uh, take to the skies. And sitting there for a long time can actually be quite hard on you.
1: That's right, Jane. Look, between here and Europe... um, The time is usually around about 22 hours in flight time, plus time on the ground, and you could be in the air for 14 hours at any one stretch. And sometimes you just long to go back to the good old days when, you know, it took 10 days to go from here to to London, and you visited all these exotic ports along the way.
0: Oh, yes. So you're going through – where are you going through if you go between uh, Australia and London?
1: Well, you've you've got a number of countries. Like you have Indonesia, uh, Malaysia, India,
0: so through the, the Middle tropics, East, yes,
1: and then on to Europe. You know, the Southern Europe before you eventually got to London in those those ten hour times. I, you know, I can remember uh, Damascus used to be one of the the highlights of going on a trip to between here and London so you actually saw a little bit of the world well instead look, of just flying over it exactly and I, I guess we get a uh, you know used to just flying from one point to the other and not worrying about what's in between but wouldn't it be great to be able to explore that in between and look at the moment there is a, a one-off that you can actually almost emulate those bygone days um Flight time between places is three hours. Jane, can you imagine just getting on a jet for three hours for a day, arriving at your destination, having a great time, you know, arriving, say, at Aswan in Egypt? Wouldn't that be just absolutely fantastic? Uh, And then unpacking, going around, having a look around. Then the next day, another three-hour journey.
0: So the big thing about that is being able to stretch your legs properly and move about and get everything moving again.
1: Not only are you stretching your legs, you're not suffering from that horrible thing called jet lag. Mm. (laughs)
0: Mm. And
1: you're doing, more importantly, you're actually doing some sightseeing along the way so that you're actually visiting all these exotic destinations that exist between here and Europe. You know, um, you may not really want, you may not have time, but you've always wanted to see, say, India and Egypt and Southern Europe, but you haven't got that limited time. And this is a, 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 a perhaps a one-off opportunity. I don't know whether it'll ever be repeated, but it's a great way, I think, of, you know, reliving that past experience of how... The flights used to be between here and Europe um, in a smaller plane. It's not going to you're not going to be on a plane with a, another three hundred odd people, um, just a small intimate uh, circle where you looked after all the way.
0: Now Kingsford Smith, Charles Kingsford Smith, of course, was in a, a small plane, um, but of course it probably wasn't as comfortable as today's aircraft.
1: Um, it wasn't, but you know in the In those smaller planes, I think, you know, the attention to detail was spot on. You you still had, you were still looked after and you always felt that little special uh, person. And we have to bear in mind that, you know, in years gone by, it was more expensive to buy an airfare to Europe than it was to buy a sea voyage to Europe. And yeah, so you can imagine the cost that was um, involved and how wealthy those people had to be to be able to afford it. And so they were always looked after. They were, um, they, they were put up in the best hotel. Your airfare did actually include those hotels, the transfers to them from the, the plane to the hotel. So it was an experience. Um, sure it saved a lot of time on the ship Um, and I suppose we've now got to the stage where airfares are really relatively cheap but the trade-off is that you sit in a you know a fairly cramped position in an aircraft unless you can afford the the business class or the pointy end of the aircraft so look I think um, you, you know Going back Back to those old old uh, days. In a bit of comfort. (laughs) In a bit of comfort is a great way.
0: Thanks, Barry Warwick. And we'll be back talking travel again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM.